But here, on the very rim of known space, justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. How do I get out of this tutorial? <laughs> uh, your co-host, uh, Julie. Hello from the Great North, where it's February and 60 degrees. It doesn't and get any better. Gotta love, gotta love global warming. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Thorsten. Oh well, I just tell me you just tell me rather than try to engage my enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> your co-host uh, Jacob, pointy end towards enemy, <laughs> and your co-host David. What the heck? It's a strategy. I'm input code for the freaking rail cannon. I'm ah! yeah. <laughs> All right, so we know what he's been playing recently. What is what is that? What 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 has he been playing? That recently? is Hell Divers Two. Oh, okay, yeah. right. The, and that, that is the line you will very often say because you, you want to call down an airstrike and there's a bunch of angry bugs trying to kill you. <laughs> Regardless, right. So it's it's funny you mentioned how do I get out of this tutorial, Spaz? Because uh, I it made me think of how do you get back into a tutorial that you've already done and some like. Remember Elite Dangerous? Like, once you've done the tutorial, you can never do it again. Remember that? Uh, I thought that was fun. Um, so, friends, we're, we ba we're bouncing off last week's topic to talk about onboarding today. We're going to talk about uh, what defines good onboarding, the, uh, you know, the ingredients for good onboarding. We'll talk about the games we think do a good and, as just mentioned, not so good job. We'll try and keep it positive, but I'm sure some things are going to come up. Um, because it's a fascinating thing because, um, you know, back in the day, the, proverb the proverbial day, a lot of games didn't have tutorials at all inside them. Um, you read the manual and then you played the game. Um, some, some games did, like Starfleet 2. I, I know that's, I, I, I know Brian's talking about Starfleet 2 again, I know, but that had in-game tutorials that you had to read the manual for because it wasn't really in the game. So it's kind of a hybrid. Um, and then you had games like F-19 and Gunship where uh, you had a training mode where you could do this mission, these missions over and over again, like pretty much invulnerable um, uh, until you got comfortable and then you went into the real stuff. So onboarding has come a long way from the days where you'd only got a paper manual. Um, but what makes good onboarding today in 2024? You know, some games just don't give a fuck and some games do give a fuck. So uh, I thought we'd talk about the games that actually gave a fuck. And um, for example, um, on the stream there, I'm showing off Evercron Legacy. If you guys haven't played Evercron, well, what are you listening to this podcast for? If you haven't played Evercron Legacy, did, are you lost? <laughs> did, you, did you walk in the wrong door? How'd you get here? <laughs> if you haven't played Evercron Legacy... <laughs> I mean, welcome, but uh, <laughs> Evercron Legacy has a basically a two-hour fully voiced tutorial, which I thought was an excellent way to get players on board. It's the best tutorial they've ever done, and it really like I I kind of bounced off the earlier versions of Evercron, um, but I I <laughs> yes, Thorsten, you're right. If you haven't played. 
Evercrown Legacy. It really is one of the best games of its type to this day. And the developer, Go God, play it. yeah, the developer, uh, bless him, still updating the damn thing. He keeps saying, oh, I'm going to move away from PC games. And then he still keeps updating this damn thing. So uh, we're not complaining. No, it's just funny. <laughs> it's just funny. So let's first talk about what we think makes um, d- what we think are the ingredients of good onboarding. And we talked about a tutorial. That's one of the big ones. Do you guys have any other like good ingredients that help with onboarding? Do you think, what do, what do you guys yes, think? I Go ahead. I, which one of us? Uh, I think Jacob talked first. So go Jacob, and then Julie. Right. So the big one that I've been thinking of, uh, uh, thinking of beforehand is difficulty options. Ah, because good one. Good one. I am of the firm belief that it is possible to uh, that difficulty options probably should exist in game and should be hop swappable precisely because I use them primarily not as a way of determining like difficulty at the start but to deter- but to essentially get myself on board with the mechanics and then ramp up the difficulty as the game goes on and I get better and things get more interesting. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. That's going back now- to Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. But yes, there are a lot of ways you can do the do these right, and there are a lot of things you can kind of do them wrong. But the big thing you're looking for is if you swap from one difficulty to a higher one, you should not feel suddenly lost and like you're playing a different game. In my humble opinion, that's a very good point because there, it is possible to screw uh, to screw that up both by making things too hard and both by making things too easy, actually. There's a brilliant example of that I remembered that partially inspired me coming up with this. Uh, the first Dawn of War game. Uh, it has... It's a... Uh, well, it's a very good real-time strategy. No complaints. But it has an easy mode. And compared to normal, the easy mode, may, the easy mode makes your units eight times more effective than they are on normal. Eight. Compared to enemy units. Holy crap. Yes, as in it doubles the stats of your units and reduces the enemies to a quarter. So that, uh, how are you going to learn the game if it's too... That's, that easy. is exactly my problem. Because what you can do in that mode is you take your standard unit, you right-click the enemy base, and you win. Because even your, like, standard unit of guardsmen or, like, random schmuck soldiers... Can wipe out the can wipe out elite the most elite units in the game with no, with little to no issue. You can outshoot dedicated ranged armies as a melee army. You can just go nuts. Like it is borderline a sandbox mode. It is borderline like creative mode from Minecraft, which ah. is good for having fun. It's very bad for onboarding, especially since especially since it was and in my case, for example, like. It, for a lot of people, it was the first real-time strategy they played. And if you're introducing them to the series, the, the, the game isn't easy, even on normal. The game is fairly uh, fairly tough. So you can't go to the people who are just getting in and go play on easy because easy is just... It's, it's not going to teach them anything besides the controls. Yeah, I got I got to give you... I, I, Julia, we will get to you in a second, but I wanted to just um, talk about this for a second. I really do appreciate when a game has multiple difficulty modes and yet still feels like a challenge, even if I'm playing on baby mode. I mean, that's gotta be a tough balancing act to, to pull off. You know what I mean? So I gotta say, I do appreciate multiple difficulty modes. Um, 
I think I think I think my favorite implementation of this sort of thing is probably the again I'm going to bring these up the old Microprose games because you can change those per mission, you know, which I love. <laughs> I I love that you can like oh I'm feeling that these missions aren't challenging I'm gonna up this one thing one notch and see if it's challenging, you know oh that wasn't challenging either I'm gonna want this one thing another notch you know I I love the granularity uh, of the options there you know what I mean so. I agree with you. Difficulty options are a big part. Very nice. Uh, Julie, uh, did you want to say anything else, Ju- Jacob, or should we move on to Julie? Um, that about covers it. Okay. Though I can br- bring up a Dawn of War later as an example of tutorials. Bad ones. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Good ones, which we'll get to. All right. Uh, Julie, what were you going to say? Okay, a couple, a few simple things. And... Um, one and not Subnautica is not that terribly difficult a game, but if you've ever played the game, uh, having to it's it's one of these things where it's easy to starve to death in the game, and so it's you can turn that off. But the thing I like that I've seen in several games is is like okay, you might get stuck, and right here on the loading screen is join our Discord, and that's really important to me because uh. without without the help channel for joining our discord and people that i know play it uh x4 foundations would have been i uh, would have been hopelessly lost so the, uh, uh, so basically so you're saying basically easy community access to get help basically now yes absolutely some way okay. that not only i don't have to go out and search and find for it. I want to know here it is right there in my face. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. I like that a lot. And the, the other example I have is and X4 foundations has even put it, they made it kind of part of the game, part of the, well, not really lower of the game, but when you first log on to X4 foundations, there's this little guy off to the left that says, Hey, you know, before you go anywhere else, you want to go to flight school so you can really learn how to fly this thing. Yeah. And, and I really <laughs> like that because it's kind of built into the game. And uh, and there are some games that are difficult that say, well, you know, I, I'm going to need a lot of help. But I like it when it's it's available for me and and also when I can like that, I can go back to it if I want, because there, if there, are, I'll play X Four Foundations like I did last time and say, "Okay, I've destroyed the humans. My my work is done here." But then I won't play it again for several years. And when you don't play a game for a long time, it's kind of tough to get back to it. You got to relearn it. And I said, "Okay, time to go back to flight school." I have no memory of this place. <laughs> <laughs> A classic meme. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It ain't like riding a bike. It, 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 some, uh, yeah, it mostly isn't. <laughs> like, it's very rare where I'll go back to a game after a while. Like, how do I do anything? Uh, oh, I know what to do. You know, I don't need another tutorial. Um, that's another good one. That's an, that's another, it, it's uh, like, it's like riding a bike that has an extra seat and three more <laughs> wheels than it had the last time you were there. <laughs> yeah, it's especially annoying in games where a bunch of stuff gets updated and changed and suddenly you, the, 
It's not the same. You have to relearn game. the game because there's there's effectively a new game. It's yeah. why I kind of gave up on fighting games. Oh, among yeah. other things, because the medic is changing. Yeah. yeah, namely that and my blood pressure. Well, you know, I I did go back recently to X Four Foundations because I said, well, here's a here's a really interesting little introduction to it that I've never tried. And it was like the unworthy entrepreneur. It's like, well, you know, you're not really worthy. You're never going to amount to anything. And I said, wow, this kind of sounds familiar. And I hmm. said, <laughs> my granddad once said, you'll never graduate from high school. If you do, I'll buy you a car. I graduated from high school and now I got two master's degrees. Um, but did you get was, the car? I did. I did. Good. I got the car. You skipped an important part of the story. I got the car. Not only did I get the car, I was at work one day. My granddad stops by and said, look, your sister's jealous that I bought you the car. If you give us the car, we'll give you your grandmother's Cadillac. I said, you'll give me the chocolate brown God done. Uh, But (laughs) yeah, the the thing is I played that game and and I said, this is why that one little go back to school is important. I said, oh, my God, I can't figure out how to land this ship. So I was just banging into uh, this walls of the hangar till I destroyed the ship. So I really appreciate it when you can go back to the tutorial whenever you want. It irritates me no end if you can't get back in. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said earlier, uh, I don't know if they've changed it since I played it last, but with Elite Dangerous, um, there were like a few tutorial scenarios. And then if I recall correctly, once you did them, you can never go back to them. Like that's it. <laughs> Same with um, Warframe. With Warframe, you can never redo the tutorial. <laughs> oh boy. Like I've, I, I've asked about that. Cause I'm like, uh, I played a little bit. I'm like, I don't know. This is for me. Then it gets like a thousand updates. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll try again. Is, hey, is there any way to restart or do the tutorial? They're like, no. Like, can I reset my character? No. Uh, what do I do then? Uh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> oh, I can't stand when they do that. <laughs> it's like, come on, just keep that stuff. Like make a, make a menu option, make a menu option, tutorial, you know, <laughs> just let me go back to it. Let me revisit it. My God. <laughs> right, there's a point to be made that, that, with tutorialization, especially in games that update frequently and things get balanced and change around, they have to go back and do the tutorial again, too. And that, at times, is not as easy as... I mean, it's very easy to say, yeah, just put the tutorial there. But if you are making changes, especially balance changes to how things work, you can't necessarily do that unless you're also going to take the manpower and time to do the tutorial. Yeah. yeah so true. it's, yeah, it's, it's really easy to say, but a lot of people don't realize how much back end work that takes. If you're making a lot of balance changes. Right. But like, I wouldn't mind just like even a basic refresh. Like, here are the basic controls. Here's what a basic mission entails. You know, that stuff doesn't really change much, right? So, I don't know. Usually not. Yeah. I don't know. It just... But it just I, get, I, I get why you want it, and I, 
I sort of agree. It, it's also a consideration from the developer side. How much is this going to be uh, helpful if the people we intend to play, yeah, intend to have as our audience are people who are already going to with a games as a service thing, they're always going to be playing anyway. So they don't necessarily need re-onboarding, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. It, 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 yeah, it just, it just, that kind of thing bugs me. <laughs> I'm probably the only one, uh, but I'm not a known fan of Warframe anyway, for example. So it's probably fine. <laughs> So, yeah, so those are some great ingredients um, to good onboarding. Let's not forget the manual. A lot of, uh, a lot of games, uh, well, now they come with PDF manuals, obviously. But um, I always appreciate when a game includes a manual, you know, uh, always. Especially in this day and age, because, you know, not everyone has the time or energy or talent to write one. You know what I mean? So I always appreciate when a game comes with a with a good manual. Like, I don't know if you guys... What's that? Shadow Empire? Was it? That Shadow Empire game, right? That's the one I'm thinking of. Like a 400-page manual? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Shadow Empire. Uh, that game is complex as all get out, but it's got a really lovely manual. <laughs> Even with that manual, I still uh, I still bounce off it. That's a great manual. So um, I still buy old games just, just for the access to the manuals, honestly. <laughs> I love manuals. <laughs> love a good manual. Um, I do kind of miss strategy guides, though. Like, you don't really see those anymore. I guess wikis have taken their place for the most part, right? Well, yeah. I mean, we, we talked about that last time. Yeah. The reason why they don't exist, at least in print, uh, as much is because oftentimes it will be made obsolete within months of being released. So it doesn't make sense to print a, a strategy guide for a game that is still getting updates. Yeah, that is true. That's, I mean, I love wikis. Don't get me wrong. Wikis are great. And a lot of times they take a lot of work. So I appreciate a good wiki. Um, but yeah, it kind of, I, I do kind of miss the good old strategy guide. <laughs> you know? But that's probably because I'm old. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they are a time of a bygone era. Because, yeah, well, that's true. We have the internet now. <laughs> I know. God, even when we had the internet, I worked for um, Electronics Boutique uh, twice. First in 96 and then in 2003. And both times, they were so pushy about pushing strategy guides onto people. Because that's where they made their money. They didn't make their money from the games. They made their money from the um, the, from the uh, upsell from the peripherals and and the and the ancillary stuff like controllers and and strategy guides. So they were so aggressive about, hey, do you want a strategy guide? You want a strategy guide? You want a strategy? So horribly aggressive about it. <laughs> uh, that's that's not a fun memory. <laughs> Uh, anyway, all right. So, any other ingredients before we move on to talking about games we think do it well or not do it well? I can't think of any. I think we've covered just about all of them. Difficulty option. Tool tips. 
Yeah, of course. Lots of mention them. Yeah, we talked about the, to bring this back to the previous episode. Yes, tooltips. That's yeah. right. Yeah, and that, sorry. It's just a, it's a thing that we have to mention just because we mentioned it last time, but we should mention it again. Tooltips yeah. are they're not the only way, but they are definitely a good way to have that information available great. for when they when they when it's needed. They're great. They're brilliant. Use them all the time, please, developers. The, if there is a conceivable matter in which you could shove a tooltip into your games, do it always, all the time. Didn't someone after last week's show, though, say that people have regret being like, I don't know if this is games, but like people want tooltips taken out of things because they're yeah, bad for accessibility? Did they? It wasn't, it wasn't about games. That's so. all right. But yeah, it wasn't about games. It was about something else. I don't remember exactly what, though. But um, uh, I think I, I think remember, if, if I remember it correctly, it was about uh, 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 software applications in general. Yeah, but, like, uh, but I'm not sure about that. You know, I don't either. Like, I love a good tooltip in Word or Excel. You know, I I I or or. Like Photoshop, you know, I don't know. I would love a good tooltip and everything. So I don't get that. But if we're sticking to games, please, developers, yes, please, developers, have all the tooltips. We love a good tooltip. But I, do, mobile games don't really have tooltips, though, don't do they? No, they like, kind of can't. You don't have yeah, to over. Yeah, you really can't. That's kind of a shame, I guess. Unless um, you're a weirdo like me who has a Galaxy Note, there is no way to get a hover over on, uh, on phones. Wait, do you do you mean like with the stylus? You know, the little, little yes, the stylus. The stylus does actually have a hover over because. Oh really? It's it's, it, it's extra fancy. I had a note, and I never used the stylus. I never. I, I don't I, blame you. It's kind of a gimmick. I just think it's neat. It is neat, but I think I, I used it regularly for like two or three years. Great phone, loved it. But I, I, the most I used it for is I occasionally tried fiddling with it to turn it into a drawing pad, because it is actually designed by people from Wacom and the like. So it is a proper like pressure sensor, pressure sensor drawing, uh, drawing stylus that you could like go nuts with. You know what I used it more for than anything else? A remote trigger for the camera. That's the. Uh, it's like the only thing I really regularly used it for. I didn't know you could do that. You can remember that for next time. You can do that. It's pretty neat. <laughs> Regardless, friends, you've you've wandered into Sam- Samsung Talk, the podcast within a podcast where we talk about our Samsung phones. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. If you're anyway. new here, uh, t- welcome to welcome to the Tangent Junkie Podcast. Get used to it. <laughs> This is yeah. now your tutorial on tangents. Yeah, we uh, there's no ne- there's no there's no straight line in this show. Never has been. Never will be. <laughs> there's no there's no straight line. Live and uh, live and unscripted, and we're very adamant about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we we like a lot of different things. So, <laughs> so that's what happens. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess on mobile games like with touch screens, you can't really have tooltips or or. Or like even a even the games with physical controls like a DS or something you can't really have tooltips either. That's only computer games, I guess we're talking about. 
Anyway, so yeah, those are all all good ingredients. So I guess what I want to move on now is I've mentioned Evercron, but I'd like to, if you guys can think of any games we can recommend or talk about that have really good onboarding. And I mentioned Evercron, but I also wanted to mention, um, oh God, I just blanked on it. Uh, what was the Strangers game? Um, the what? Helium Rain. Helium Rain. Thank you. Yes. Helium Rain. Uh, is another game I wanted to mention that has excellent, excellent, excellent onboarding. Because that is a that is a complex thing, that game. That is a very complex, economy-driven game that really understands idiots like me <laughs> and really understands that we need a bit of hand bit of ooh, excuse me, a bit of hand holding to really grok things. And I did. Uh, he did a great job with the onboarding of uh of a uh, helium rain and friends again, if you, um, if friends again, if you haven't played helium rain, it is free at this point. Uh, on, I think you can get it on steam or GOG at this point. It is completely free and it is excellent. And it is also a good example of a really good onboarding process. Really, really, really good. <laughs> Did you guys have any, uh, nominees for excellent onboarding? Uh, suddenly, oh, I got one. A little, uh, uh, you go first. So there's this little thing uh, you may have, uh, little game you may have heard about. Everyone, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's pretty niche. Free Space Two. Oh God, good one. Yes. <laughs> Why didn't I yes. think of that? Well done. Oh my God. What am I? Because what am apparently I, I'm better at your job than you are. What am I doing? I quit. I'm done. I'm just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go home. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been great, guys, but I just failed. I just had the biggest <laughs> fail ever. I, we're just done. It's, it, it, it's good that we're ending on 450. We, we're ending on an even number. We're ending on 450. You know, it's a good, it was a good run. But as of today, we're shutting down because I couldn't remember my second favorite game's excellent series of tutorials. Well done, Jacob. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ, Ruben. You're killing me, Smalls. God damn it. Well done, Jacob. Well done. Well done, Jacob. You win. I'm going to give you a prize. Well done. Oh, my God. Why didn't I think of fucking free... Sp oh, my God. I'm like, I'm very upset with tutorials, myself. The tutorials were so good. Oh, my God. My that my dad specifically, like, let me play the game because he knew, because he knew like, 10-year-old me could figure this game out after just reading the tutorials. Oh, my God. He was right, by the way. You're absolutely right. And I love how... Um, the game gives you the option to skip them. Like if you've already done the campaign, you're replaying it and you, and you know, you but don't need the training missions. You can just also, skip them. So the training missions are not all that all front loaded insanely. They no. are done separately and they are done to introduce new concepts. For example, let's say you get a, you get a fancy new like guided missile that works differently from the previous ones. You get an entire tutorial on guided missile. Let's say you, your next machine has you shoved into a bomber. Here's a short bomber tutorial. Uh, let's say there's something on like escort missions or fighting in weird environments. Here's a tutorial on doing that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, a, oh my God. I'm so mad at myself. Yeah. Jacob is right. Everyone free space. If you, again, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't played free space Two, get on that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Excellent series of tutorials for a nineties game. And 90s games, my friends, were not well known for their onboarding. 
They really, really weren't. <laughs> I mean, TIE Fighter had a bunch of training scenarios, <laughs> that, uh, but but they weren't like fully voiced and guided like they were in a... I mean, I know there's years between the two games, but like, like I, I, I have a saying that 90s level of difficulty and Free Space 2 is a difficult game, but yeah, they... God damn, they did a great job. <laughs> They did a better job than any of the games that they were inspired by. The Wing Commanders, you know, the Privateers, whatever. They did a better job of onboarding than any of those games. <laughs> Absolutely. I, st I still remember trying to play Wing Commander 4 as an experienced space game player. Ooh. I'm getting very confused. Yeah, well... Uh, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> that game... I presume the game either expected me to have played the previous three ones, which I didn't. Because <laughs> I just kind of went for the semi most recent one because it exploded the least on my computer. <laughs> uh, even then, it still worked very poorly, but that's a whole different thing. Uh, well, if you if, uh, you if you didn't own six different computers in the '90s, you were doing it wrong because you needed to to play Wing Commander. <laughs> yep. <laughs> for some reason, that game has like a the game just hated joystick users. The, whenever you try to use anything, the joystick in that game has like a 50% dead zone. It's unusable. The, the game... The, okay, here, tangent again. The Wing Commander games aren't about flying and they aren't about the missions. They're not. The missions are the connected tissue to get you through the movies and the cutscenes. So they're... Yeah. So they're a secondary thought. So they're not that great. They're not that memorable. And, and the controls... Uh, yeah, you're basically flying some, someone I know, I forget who said this, said it was akin to flying a desk. That is not incorrect. <laughs> that is not incorrect. That is entirely accurate to yeah, my experience. hundred um, percent. Yeah, the Wing Commander games are not about flying. They are, and not about dogfighting. They are about... I have known, I have not flown a desk. I have sat in front of a desk for a large portion of my life, and I imagine it's not that flyable. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, the Wing Commander games are great, but they're not great space dogfighting games. They are great interactive movies with some mission bits to connect the movies. That's basically what they are. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't blame you on the Wing Commander. Oh, jumping in on Wing Commander 4, probably the most. Wing Commander 4 is probably the hardest of all of them, uh, except for some missions in, um, in two of them, in, like, Wing Commander 2, I think, and maybe 3. Wing Commander 4 is probably the most challenging out of all of them. And that's the one you jumped into. God damn. <laughs> it, it do be like that, as scientists say. Did you finish it? Did you finish Wing Commander nope. 4? <laughs> I yeah. could not suffer through it because, look, it's very difficult to play a, to play a space game where you actually... The, the whole point of a flight stick is you have extremely high precision and can like make my minute movements uh minute movements um in three-dimensional space when you have a 50 percent dead zone on everything you can't do that <laughs> and people keep giving chris roberts money i don't know why anyway <laughs> he's good at selling games yeah it's true julie what were we gonna say well, I have an example of a very unique onboarding process. Mm -hmm. If you've ever been around playing games long enough to play Fallout 3, 
and uh, it mm. literally starts you out inside the vault, and you start out as a child. And that's, that's right. How you, you know, learn the game, and you get involved, and it gets intriguing as you go along, uh, and it ends up in like, okay, I'm going to shoot my way out of this place if I have to. And so I thought, wow, it was it taught how to play the game, but it was really entertaining all at the same time. Uh, that's an excellent example because not only did it teach you the uh, the basics of the game as you quote unquote grew up, but it really helped you connect to the world that you were a part of. It did a great job with that too. That's an excellent example. Yeah, that's world building. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's an yeah. excellent example of a, of a of really good onboarding. Wow. Yeah, nice one. I didn't even think of that one. I. I want to mention another game in, 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 in that way, and that is Hardspace uh, Shipbreaker. Oh, uh, it yeah. Throws you, it throws you into the, into the game directly. And uh, the tutorials are basically uh, uh, made like uh, uh, you are new on a job. And um, given how complex this game gets later on, uh, it does a pretty good job in, 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 in getting you into the game. Now that is true. That is true. It, it does not waste, it does not waste your time getting you into the game. That is true. And that is nice because that, that game just layers on complexity after complexity after complexity. Um, but it, it does it like, it never felt unfair. You know, it does it, 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 it does it in a really, really like it really seems to care about connecting the player to what they're doing, which is nice. So that is a really good example. Hard space shipbreaker. That is an, that is a really, really good example. I can uh, think of one that draws you in, in a slightly different way because it is one of the more hilarious tutorials you can possibly find. And that would be far cry three blood dragon. Oh boy! <laughs> that tutorial. Oh my! Oh my! Okay. Oh, good one. Good one. That tutorial. If if you've not played it, that tutorial, whether or not you've ever played a first-person shooter, you will still find it hilarious because it is a very good tutorial, regardless of how experienced you are with the genre. <laughs> God, I, if you want to jump, jump. <laughs> I'll have to replay it. It's been age so long since I've played Blood Dragon. I don't remember the tutorial too well. I remember enjoying it, but I don't remember like the nitty gritty of it. I will have to reinstall that because it's been so long since I played that game. <laughs> the game itself is great. Oh, but yeah, the, terrific. The, yeah, but the tutorial alone is. It's a it's an excellent selling point for just what kind of experience you were in for. So you get some world building right off the bat. And also the fact that it is very funny. So you can't be mad at it for giving you basic information because the character is mad about it. They're mad on your behalf that you're being told how to jump. <laughs> it's 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 a thing that an experienced player is going to know how to do but it's also written in a way that if this is your first first person shooter you're going to be 
getting onboarding that is good. So it's still useful in that regard. That's that's finely crafted. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to revisit that game. It's been so long. I enjoyed the ever-loving hell out of it. So, so good. God, it's been at least a decade. When did it come out? Like a decade ago at least, right? Like so long ago. And it technically has a sequel. Well, not a game as a sequel, but uh, the Netflix series. Wait, what? Oh, right. That happened. Captain Laserhawk, which is technically set as in as an Ubisoft metaverse kind of deal where you've got a whole bunch of characters from Ubisoft properties that are what <laughs> in this world. Yeah. Oh no, it's really good. What? It's really what good. It's really good. You just described the worst thing ever and now you're <laughs> saying it's really good. Okay. Yeah, I, I say it is because if you if you like Cyberpunk Edge Runners, it's in that kind of that same vein of just how over the top it is. Captain oh, Laserhawk. I am not kidding. I did like Captain it, Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix is what it's called. I see it. Where where can you see it? It's, it- on, it's on Netflix. It's a Netflix. <sighs> You'll have a hard time selling that premise to me. I'm uh, sorry. I have to watch this now. I no, have- you I'm I'm telling you this this series is really good for what it does, especially if you know Ubisoft games. An Ubisoft Isekai metaverse is good. <laughs> yes, yes, it really is. I am not exaggerating. Oh my god, I'm gonna. I mean, the main character <laughs> Jacob. The main character's name is Dolph Laserhawk. I mean, how could you not? How could you not love that? Dolph. They've got. Laserhawk. They've got. They've got characters from multiple series, uh, in, including uh, oh my god, uh, Jay right. from Beyond Good and Evil. I guess I'll have to see it to believe it, because Ooh. again, Spaz, you've described the actual worst thing ever. Uh, and and, okay, Rayman, no, it worked. Rayman is in it. I'm not even kidding. Rayman, yep. Rayman yeah. is in it. Yeah, uh, Pagan Min shows up from uh, from Far Cry. Yeah, Pagan Min. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So there are other characters I will not spoil. I'm serious. Tutorials. Absolutely serious. Onboarding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dragon, please. Well, you know, tangent. Tangent. It's related. It's, it's related. It's, it's somewhat related. Yes, it's, but like <laughs> God, I I am definitely gonna have to I fear you you have just told me this uh, to me. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it, I'm I, I'm telling you it's good. I wouldn't yeah. tell you it's good if I didn't think it was. I'm gonna, yeah, no. I'm gonna reinstall Blood Dragon. It's been so long I that tr- I'm gonna reinstall. I trust it. you a lot, Spaz. <laughs> but we have like this is an up. There's an upper limit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and, uh, and we're reaching trust, but verify. <laughs> it has to be seen to be believed. I think uh, that's. Uh, I mean, I'm and, glad and, you at least agree there because. Wow. And, and, and yeah, the, I, yeah. At the same time, it doesn't feel like a commercial for Ubisoft products. Like, again, the, it's an Ubisoft Isekai metaverse. You have genuinely described something that is like purpose built in a lab to cause me pain. It's like the, <laughs> it's like, it's like someone, it's like the freaking the torture rats from 1984. It's like the room where there's like the personalized torture. To torture to you specifically amalgamated from Big Brother's knowledge of you. If I were in that room, it would be exactly that—a Ubisoft Isekai metaverse show. Oh 
<laughs> God damn it. That was the stupidest bit I ever think I've done on this podcast. Well, this, uh, well I will tell you, this, is, this has got me to reinstall Blood Dragon. I am going to reinstall it. Okay, that, that is good because it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's just been a million years since I played it. Like a million years. Yeah, it came out yes. almost 10 years ago. Yeah, uh, eight years ago. Yeah, after, after Far Cry 3, which Far Cry 3, really good. Was yeah, it though? Revolutionized, revolutionized yeah, it the shooter genre. I should and give then it another. Everyone started doing the exact same thing as it, as Far Cry Three did, so now it's gotten horribly stale. See, I never got far Thanks into Far Cry. I never got into Far Cry Three because, like, I couldn't stand the protagonist. I couldn't stand anybody. That's fair. So I'm like, why do I want to spend time with this person? And I just stopped. Uh, that's why I never played Far Cry Four either because I didn't like Far Cry Three. Um, but I should go back because I liked Five and Six and and. New Dawn and whatnot, and I played two, so <laughs> I've got a gap in my Far Cry's. Um, Speaking of, uh, Far Cry 6 also has really good onboarding. That's oh, true. Like, that's true. It does. It does a really good job. It has It has both really good onboarding and it has really good accessibility features. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, uh, the, the marker for when there is a sound in the distance and it yeah. gives you a general direction of where it is. God, that's handy. That is so handy. <laughs> but yeah, doesn't like the tutorial take place on a separate island in Far Cry yes. 6? Yes. Yeah, and when you there move to the, ve- to the... When you move off a, of Tutorial Island, then you There's the, the very literal Tutorial Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then once, you're, once you move off of that, then you actually get the title card. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. The, I guess they assume because of uh, Giancarlo Esposito that it might be people's first Far Cry, you know, which possibly, which wouldn't yeah. be, which wouldn't be unfair, really. Uh, <laughs> oh, those are all excellent examples. Does anyone have any more? I'm trying to think of more. It's tough because there's so many games and it's it's tough because. There's also a there's also a question of what is exceptional and what is expected when it comes to onboarding. That's true. So that's true. Like, does a game with a serviceable, unobtrusive tutorial count as exceptional onboarding? Because I know a bunch of those. That's true. Well, there's Old World. Old World has both the the tooltips thing that we uh, talked about already, but also it it does have really good onboarding. For anyone who is new to strategy games, it's a really good oh, it's so a really I, good way to get into it. I just thought of another good one. It's an older game, but uh, Kohan Immortal Sovereigns has Ooh, good has an excellent series of tutorial missions that teaches you everything about the game. And at the end of the adva- there's a basic tutorial and then there's the advanced tutorial. And at the advanced tu- end of the advanced tutorial is like, okay, we're just going to put you on a map with an enemy. Go figure it out. <laughs> Take everything you've learned and win. I have failed twice. <laughs> I recently started. Revis- Enjoy. <laughs> I recently revisited the game because I'm like, what do I want to play lately? And then Kohan came into my head and I've been loving the tutorials. And then I hit this. Uh, this open advanced tutorial and I keep failing. It's like, okay, game, I get you. I'm just going to keep trying. <laughs> but that's not that I'm not blaming the game that I failed twice. I'm blaming me. 
like the game gave me an excellent series of tutorials. It gives me all the tools I need to win. I'm just not using them properly. And then you just don't win. Yeah, exactly. It's not the game's fault that I'm not, I'm not blaming the game that I'm not winning. It's, I'm completely game playing myself. <laughs> I mean, that's, I believe it's, it's uh, a, I don't it's a combination of you days. not using everything uh, you have available to you and not playing the long game as well. Yeah. Because I, both of those come into play. Yeah. I don't plan ahead very well. So, uh, but again, I'm not mad at the game for that. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm like, okay, I have to get over my own shortcomings and get better at this uh, because I want to get better at this. Cause the Kohan games, I played them all back in the day and they're all great. If you haven't played them guys, just get the battle chest that's on steam. Um, it's not hard to get them running in modern windows. Um, there are guides for each of them, actually, that'll help get you right get them running in modern windows. I got Cohen uh, running on Windows 11 with no pro with no problems after downloading some DLL files. Um, and yeah, those those are excellent tutorials uh, that really teach you. And and that's a very unique strat real time strategy game as well because you're not micromanaging Luna units. You have like you have little little groups of units that will attack on their own if an enemy comes close enough. There's like it's a very unique game, and there's a lot to teach both an experienced RTS player and a new RTS player. And it does a great job of uh, of uh, helping both new and experienced players get on board with the game's fairly unique mechanics. So that's another good strategy game I recommend for good onboarding, and it's relatively cheap. I think the the battle chest goes on sale for like $10 fairly regularly. And you get three games with that. And they're all great. They're all great. Um, so yeah, if you guys are into strategy games and haven't played the Kohan games, excellent stuff, just excellent, excellent stuff. Um, so yeah, that, but old world is another great example of, cause that game has what? Six tutorial scenarios, five or six tutorial scenarios to take you through the basics of the game. It's a bunch. And, and then there's and there's all the tooltips for when you need them. Tooltips stacked on top of tooltips. Like <laughs> and you can Yeah, lock, you can do nested tooltips. Yeah. Yeah. I think and then you can lock the tooltips to keep them visible if you want. Just oh my god. <laughs> so freaking good. <laughs> now, uh since we 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 have a hard stop in a little bit, let's uh what is a since I, I don't want to get too negative, but I do want to come up with examples of games where you were disappointed with the onboarding just so we can have a compare and contrast type of thing. I've got the perfect example Go for and, it. The, and the solution. <laughs> Eve online. Oh God. There's this, there's this famous, <laughs> this famous cartoon and it shows, and it's like, it shows this, curve learning curve and it's called and the learning curve is actually a cliff and people are falling off the cliff yeah and that's a classic I, xkcd comic right there but i expected it to be difficult and so i joined a group of serious players that were also dedicated to helping new people and before you know it i was doing industry in nullsec uh and uh so that was like, and in the long run, you know, they're always going to run. You're going to, if you, unless you do something to make the tutorial better, you're going to run out of people to bully in NullSec. But uh, yes, that's my example of 
how not to do it and the solution on what to do about it. Right. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that game has, yeah, I mean, there's community members that'll help you, but like the, the, the onboarding provided by the people who made the game, eh. <laughs> it's just not good at, not good at all. Not good See, at all. Th- the difference here is, I think, now, I, I can say there are some uh, strategy games on my Steam that I've had a hard time with, and I expected it because it's not exactly a beginner game. But, you know, when I played an MMO, an early space game MMO, I kind of expected something to be a little easier to get started with, uh, and it kind of wasn't. Oh, I, I have another similar example, uh, Jumpgate. Jumpgate, as much as I love it, it's my favorite MMO of all time, does not have good onboarding. Um, there are a few like static screens like, hey, this is what a mission is. You should try the simulator. And that's really, <laughs> I mean, it has a simulator so you could fly around and not like lose everything if you want to try practicing flying. But like it that game like really kind of expects you from jump to have a certain level of experience with space flight games that if you don't, Oh, you're not going to have a good time uh, going in, which is a shame because it's a great game, but yeah, not, not for the new, not for the new, uh, not for the new space gamer right there. Really just, Oh God, I, I hate saying that because I love jump gate, but uh, not a good, not a good tutorial not a good onboarding experience at all. <laughs> and something else I wanted to mention, and that's, you know, there are sometimes there's games that are easy to learn how to play, like Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm-hmm. But when you get to a portion of the game, the upper level dungeons, they're very not easy to the and so you know when we're playing our static group the first question is have you watched the video the introduction to the to yeah it's dungeon but but the best thing about that community is if you say i'm a first time player yes nobody will bitch and complain at you they'll help you out yeah, that I have to say that community has one of maybe the nicest communities I've ever experienced in any MMO, like ever. <laughs> I haven't played a ton of them. I've played a decent amount of MMOs, but my God, I remember the first time going through many dungeons in Final Fantasy fourteen. I say, oh, I haven't done this. I haven't done this one before. And people are like, oh, OK, let us help you. Like, they're so nice. <laughs> I, I was shocked by how nice I they will. were. I was learning how to tank and I started out by myself with a little go with the NPCs and then with my friends. And I said, okay, first time with a pickup group, we're probably going to die a lot. And here's why I apologize. I'm trying to learn how to tank and I've never tanked in only in one game. So. Yeah. And it's weird with that particular game because like they introduce you to the concept of dungeons you know, like they have a tutorial for like, oh, here's a dungeon. This is what you're going to need to do. This is you're going to need to learn this. You know, got to ke- pay attention to these things. And that's it. <laughs> it doesn't like have any kind of tutorialization for the individual dungeons, which all have their own unique mechanics. <laughs> well, if you don't 
and also, if you don't know to look for it, and it's not obvious until somebody said, really? And there's this one mechanic in there that said, yeah, if you're learning a new class, there's something where you can kind of go to school, and they'll teach you how to use your new class. Because it's like you can have one character in that game in every different class, and there's like this individual little instance where they teach you your new class. And I said, wow, that was incredibly helpful. Yeah, that for the whole for on the whole, I'd say that that Final Fantasy fourteen does a great job with uh, onboarding. So that is a good one. Uh, anyone anyone else want to throw one in before we got to wrap up in like a few minutes? So anyone else got some final thoughts, final games they wanted to mention before we go? Uh, I, I don't want to mention any game. <laughs> Uh, any game that that uh, that's bad because uh, the list is so long. That's fair. That's fair. And uh, David, yeah, uh, and Brian, you mentioned uh, Warframe there before. I think that was probably something I was going to mention myself way before there. So yeah. Oh, uh, what is a bad as good? Huh? Yeah, as a bad, as a bad example. As a, yeah, you, uh, I, I you break for half a year and then return, and yeah, half half the game has changed. Yeah, yeah, and, and they don't prepare you for it at all, and you can't revisit the tutorials or anything, and, like, I, I, yeah, just, just, like, and there's not even any kind of, like, give me a training mission, give me, like, something, you know, give me a, give me a practice mission, you know, like, something I could just practice in that doesn't affect anything, you know what I mean, to get, like, reused to things, just, like, throw together a random instance that just lets me practice shooting and whatnot, you know what I mean, but they don't even have that, um, so that's kind of a shame. Uh, but that's going to do it for uh, today, folks. Um, next week, we're not sure. I have offered that slot to a guest, but I haven't heard back. So we might have a topic. Uh, it's kind of up in the air right now. Uh, well, I mean, we'll be here unless something catastrophic happens. We'll be here. But uh, not sure what's happening next week. Uh, and tomorrow, if the servers are working, I'll be uh, trying last. Ep- Is it Epoch or Epoch? I don't even know. What do you guys think? Is it Epoch or Epoch? Uh, which language are you speaking it in? Because English. English? <laughs> well, the pro- that's which the problem. English, English does not. <laughs> which English? Uh, Philadelphia English. <laughs> South- <laughs> Southeastern Pennsylvania English. Uh- <laughs> Probably Epoch then. Epoch. Eh. <laughs> that's my guess American um, yeah um, so that's what we're going to be playing tomorrow so thanks for hanging out everyone it was a great chat sorry uh, I did see you I saw. I see you in there Jose sorry about that uh, kind of busy with the chat with the, with the conversation didn't really I, I didn't have time, too much time to look at the chat I apologize but uh, it was good to see you everyone Jose uh, Wraith Good to see y'all. Thank you for hanging out, everyone. And with that, uh, please, everyone, before we go, just get vaccinated. I can't believe I have to keep saying this, but please get vaccinated if you haven't already. My God, wear your mask, get your shots. Um, Thank you, as always, to our patrons that uh, keep the lights on around here and help pay for things like Restream, which I use every day. And uh, with that, we'll see you back here, hopefully tomorrow, with some Last Epoch, if it works. Uh, Have a great one, y'all. Bye-bye.